This is a Founding Media Podcast. I'm Libby Hill. And I'm Adrian Pexoza. And we are your hosts of Fueling Your Potential. Welcome to episode number eight. Yes. Happy springtime, Miss Libby. Oh, happy springtime, Adrian. Love is in the air. <laughs> oh, and pollen. Oh, yes. It is yellow here in Austin. <laughs> But today, I'm really excited to introduce our guest. Her name is Krista Beck, and she is a dating, love, and relationship expert. She is a coach, writer, speaker, and co-creator of the Jumpstart Your Heart process and the Surefire Dating Formula. Basically, she does it all. I love it. And I just love Krista. And this episode is so much fun because we really look at how love affects your brain, your overall health, and how you interact with others. So I'm so excited to jump into today's show. I am too. I really like this episode as well because we dive into chemistry. Krista brings such a real-life perspective. We talk about love. We talk about dating. We talk about how your body reacts to it. And then we throw the chemistry at you. So get ready for some love and some chemistry. Let's jump in. Hey guys, and we are over the moon, excited and filled with love to have our resident dating and love expert with us today, Krista Beck. Welcome! Hello. Hey everyone. Thanks for having me. So we are going to talk everything about dating today, and you know, I'm getting back in the dating scene and loving it and having the greatest time ever, but like a lot of times I remember like my biggest hesitation was, I'm just too busy to date. Mm -hmm. I I just don't have time for this. I am a busy entrepreneur, dietitian, I just don't have time. Yeah. Yeah. is that true? Uh, Am I totally like stepping myself, stepping in stuff I shouldn't be? No. Um, it's, <laughs> it's funny you mention that because saying I don't have time is something that I hear all of the time. <laughs> <laughs> and it's actually um, one of the fairy tales that I distinguish for single women. It's actually just a made up story that you don't have time. What's really going on is you're not actually making it a priority. Because you (laughs) and you know, I was thinking about this. You know, like I don't have time. Would you say I don't have time to eat? I don't have time to drink water. I don't have time to exercise. Mm -hmm. I don't have time to spend time with my family. Like, if you're saying I don't have time and you're not doing those things that are a priority in your life, your life isn't going to be full or healthy, or you're not going to be having the life that you want. So, saying you don't have time to date. Oh my! So we're so. By the way, we're just not gonna like have this podcast today, Chris. We're just gonna have a coaching session. It's just like gonna help me on coaching and my love life and everything. So. But you are making it a priority, aren't yes. you? Making it a priority yes. now? Yeah, because he has to eat. You know. So yeah. what is a first aid if not a dinner? Right. <laughs> a glass of water, yeah. some dinner, and a date. Yes. Well, here's why. Here's what why I think it's so important to make the time and to see it as something that really is a priority, just like food and water, is because a lot of people drag their feet on dating because it can be an uncomfortable process, it can be nerve-wracking, it can bring up your stuff, but what? why would you do it? Why do you exercise? Why do you eat? Because you want the result of feeling nourished, you want to be fit, You want. and then why do you date? Because you want to have this beautiful relationship in which you can experience all the healthy things that you actually get from the experience of 
dating and also being in a relationship. It's really a powerful, beautiful thing. I love that. So I'm over here, the biology nerd, and I've been doing all this research (laughs) on the chemistry behind love, Mm -hmm. um, which is incredible. But first, let's just talk about how being in a relationship or how falling in love affects your mood it affects your brain like what happens mm-hmm. when you start getting those butterflies and those feelings mm-hmm. ah. well I think the main thing that I find that people get the best benefit from in terms of like scientific uh, is the oxytocin it's really that hormone that has people they call it the bliss hormone oh gosh I love that word bliss it's one of my favorite words right now <laughs> let's just say it together bliss, bliss. And you guys can see us, we all just like, our shoulders rolled back, our, our heads like, like fly, flew back, like we are just like uh, flooded with oxytocin. Ah. I have to post that on Instagram. And oxytocin, I did some research, it actually increases optimism, um, trust, and self-esteem. And how do you get it? You actually get it from being, doing bonding with someone. Now, a lot of times people get it just from having sex. You know, this mm-hmm. is like kind of like a hookup culture. A lot of people are, you know, having sex, first date, second date, whatever. But you can actually get oxytocin from cuddling, from holding hands, mm. from looking into each other's eyes. That same, those same actions that a child and a mother or a father do with their child that creates that oxytocin and has them develop that connection. I mean, that's what really oxytocin does. It really mm. builds that, it's the connection hormone. So there's so many things that you can actually be doing on dates and then in the relationship that help you have that oxytocin Ooh, and I love that it um it just like really kind of uh takes that brain chemistry to a whole new level of mm-hmm. just relaxation mm-hmm. enjoyment the ooey gooey yumminess mm-hmm. that long term like once you get into the good stuff that's your oxytocin yes. phase yeah <laughs> yeah and that's the thing like with um with being in relationship too there's lots of studies that people when they're in relationships like there's all these studies around are people happier in relationships or are they happier being single and there's all these studies that have to do with what what actually what benefits do you get from being in a long-term healthy relationship it's being happier living longer you age more gracefully Hmm. when you're in partnership reduce stress um you you not as crazy you (laughs) actually (laughs) improve your mental health like crazy crazy prevents heart attacks you sleep better so there's all these scientific you know studies that are proving that being in a relationship actually has all these benefits yummy a healthy relationship Uh, oh i like that i like that that is a very important signifier (laughs) so um i was looking in addition to oxytocin so that's absolutely that hormone that's responsible for those ooey gooey feelings Mm -hmm. that adrian calls them that are persisting over time and giving us all the health benefits of a long-term relationship but then there are also what i found um a few neurotransmitters that are responsible for those more immediate feelings of oh my heart is fluttering oh Oh. my you know my stomach is (gasps) butterflies okay just looked at me really cool tying it back to nutrition um so norepinephrine is the heart flutter it is it's essentially noradrenaline 
So, um, noradrenaline is like the precursor to adrenaline, meaning that it is, is that what you're saying? It's not a precursor. It's actually a separate hormone and they're responsible for controlling your sympathetic and parasympathetic, uh, systems. But outside of that crazy yeah. science, <laughs> we will just call norepinephrine the butterfly drug. Okay. The and butterfly what stimulates hormone. you to have that? Like what? So it's actually, it's, um, it's a nerve hormone that's always there, but it's caused it's released by a neuromodulator, which is basically in control of releasing hormones at a certain level. And so that neuromodulator, what I was telling Adrian earlier, is actually, there is an amino acid or a protein precursor to it called phenylalanine. So talk to us about... So phenylalanine, in order to make this, uh, you need to have a protein-rich diet. And so you want to make sure that you're getting really great uh, balanced proteins, lean beef, chicken, fish, um, and if you're a vegetarian, maybe some great tofu, tempeh, seitan, in order to make the kind of ha the turn on switch for the butterflies. So if you're not getting enough great protein, you're not going to be able to turn on the switch for the butterflies. So a great first date would be a steakhouse. and chocolate and all of that. It's more of those uh, protein unami flavors like meats and cheeses and oh. all of that. So that's more that's going to get you all around it. It just doesn't sound as sexy, right? Yeah. Well, well, I think, meat and cheese. I think I'm just really curious though about this butterfly hormone because I'm wondering if that's what you're talking about that's when people are saying they're having the experience of having chemistry. Like, And that's why I'm wondering what is actually stimulating that because I can go down a whole pathway about my philosophy on chemistry because I don't know if I'm actually agree with this butterfly feeling Ooh. and that if we should be making choices based on just having the butterfly. Let's, talk, let's like talk about it. Yeah. Tell, us, tell us your thought on chemistry. Okay, so I think chemistry is overrated. <laughs> I think that it's nice to have some chemistry, but I think if we base our decision on choosing to pick someone as a long-term committed partner mm -hmm. and we base it just on chemistry, that that could be a road to disaster. And also expecting that someone, a lot of people, what they do is they show up to a first date and if they don't have the butterflies in their stomach, if they don't have chemistry, they immediately think, oh, this person isn't the one because one of the fairy tales that I also help women with is they should just, oh, women say, what do they say? They say, um, I'll just know him when I meet him. I'll just know her when I meet her. And where's that coming from? It's coming from this Disney reality where you look in someone's eyes and I have the spaghetti in my mouth and you have the spaghetti in your mouth and we're sucking it together. And then there's this like yeah, love yeah. moment. So we've been inundated with this whole concept that that's what should be when you first meet someone. And then, then you throw into the, the, there actually is chemistry that you have, have with people. Sometimes it's more va 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 boom level 10 and you can't think straight and you just want to like rub your body all over them and <laughs> put oil on their body and like rub it all over, you know, like, like they're level 10. Yeah. yeah, everything. And then there's maybe like level five where there is some attraction. Then there's level seven where there's a little more attraction, but you're able to think more. What's the magic number? Yeah. I would say somewhere between six and eight. Okay. Because oh. if you, <laughs> like, okay. Yeah. Because if it's 10, have you ever dated someone that you're a level 10 chemistry with? 
Like you can't think straight. You're so turned on. You even stop being yourself because they're so hot. Have you ever had that I'm experience? Definitely <laughs> <laughs> living is in that right now. <laughs> because then what happens is you're not even being yourself. Mm. Because you're so nervous, you're so attracted, you so it's that whatever that is, and that would be interesting to look at. Like what actually chemistry chem, chemically is happening when you're having that chemistry experience? But I think there's just so much more to mm-hmm. to. Uh, choosing a partner than expecting that there has to be a lot of chemistry because chemistry can grow the more you feel safer Mm -hmm. with someone the more you grow with someone the more yummier they become the more attractive they become more protein you eat (laughs) (laughs) see there we go was thinking like uh, if you go to a date and you're so nervous and you didn't eat before oh. you might not be able to have that oh i so love that having, having care of yourself yeah, like a good self-care like if it's if you're just going to go meet for drinks like maybe have a, some peanut butter crackers before you go so you have some protein on board so if there is if you if there is some chemistry maybe you will have enough protein to make the butterflies yes i love that idea of having a really great meal before a date like because yeah. i'm all about like self-care before a date and showing mm-hmm. up as your greatest greatest self and I love that and did you know that peanut butter on bread is a complete protein yes yes yes, yes, we did (laughs) (laughs) love it love it love it it. alright so moral of the story in this short part of our conversation is order the salad if you don't want the butterfly (laughs) and lots of snuggles for that good bonding that's the kind of chemistry we're aiming for Gotta get out. Like, um, okay, he's a ten. Order the salad. Yeah. <laughs> turn it down. Turn it down. Turn it down. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> so, just about some other signs of a good date. Ooh. Yeah, I'm intrigued. Signs of a good date. Gosh, that's a tough one because. Signs of a good date is really having a good connection and both people willing to just be willing to explore the connection instead of showing up with an agenda, showing up with the checklist, showing up with the interview questions. So I think a great date is two people willing to be a little vulnerable. Not I'm not talking about like sharing all their tragic past life experiences. I definitely don't recommend that on a first date. (laughs) Like you can save that for six months if you guys are actually dating. They don't need to know you had a drug problem 10 years ago. Like they don't need to know that, you know? Oh my gosh, people bring that? Mm -hmm. Oh my. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just keep it light, light, fun, uh, ask questions. That's the number one thing that women actually complain about men showing up on dates. They're, They're not asking questions. So men be curious, women be curious, be great listeners, and just have, be open to seeing the connection because sometimes what people do is they look at the person as a resume and are they checking off all the lists? But what I recommend is seeing what what's the connection the dynamic happening between you that's what you need to be like really tuning into how's that connection going mm. not just judging who they are as a person if they fit what you think they should be mm, i like that mm-hmm. human yeah. get to know the human yeah it really is i mean that's what dating is people put a lot of pressure on themselves but it really is all about just connecting with another human being mm-hmm. so like it's just getting into that mindset like okay I'm just gonna go I'm gonna bring my best self and I'm gonna be fully receptive to connecting with another human being and just be myself 
and then just see what happens. What's been one of your, so you, you brought up uh, Bring Your Best Self and really fostering that connection. So what would that look like if you went on a first date? Oh, me as a woman attracting mm-hmm. a man? Oh, <laughs> yes, you. Yes. That sounds like an agenda. <laughs> well, um, my priority when I'm with men is I want them to feel connected with me. And the best way as a woman to have a man feel connected to you is to smile and to listen and to um, to appreciate. And so um, a lot of times, and that's my style of flirting. Uh, people think they have to be flirty like, oh my God, look at those big muscles over there. <laughs> they think that flirting has to be this thing, but it's, hi. Oh my gosh, thank you so much for dinner. I had such a good time. And tell me more about that. And like really listening because women, I mean, men are deep wells. They have a lot of depth to them if you allow them to actually talk. (laughs) I love hearing that because that is so counter to the world's perspective where everyone says, you know, oh, he's just a guy. Oh, write it off. But I love that you're Mm -hmm. saying, like, give everyone the opportunity to break a stereotype here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because when we're women, we're like, la, 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 and we chat and we interrupt each other and we're like riff off each other. And that's how women talk to each other. So then when we're on a date, we assume that we should be talking to a man that way. Mm -hmm. But actually men need some time. Um, And I know I'm, you know, sometimes you can't generalize. Not everyone's the same, but a man, like you ask him a question, he'll give you the answer, but, but you need to like wait and be okay with the silence when he's pausing because in that pause he's thinking about going deeper and then he'll get something deeper down there Mm. and then you pause and you don't even have to do the you don't even have to affirm him you know like when we're talking to each other we're like nodding and smiling and (laughs) we don't even have to do that with a man we can just sit there just really listen and be quiet and allow him to go into those deep places within himself because that's what a man is really wanting he's wanting to experience a deep connection with your femininity and I believe like being feminine women who want to attract a masculine man, the best thing we can do is show up fully feminine and be that space, be that clearing for a deep connection to happen. And we can profoundly create that with a man when we sip it and listen and allow him to go deeper within himself. Mm, I love that. And I always, uh, one of the best advice uh, one of my friends gave me when starting to date, she's like, ask a question and then take a glass, a sip of wine and shut up. <laughs> and she's like, just keep drinking. Yeah, that's perfect, yeah. And I was like, oh crap, I'm gonna get drunk for five Little baby sips. Yeah, and so I have, I go, a sip of wine, sip of water, sip of wine, sip of water. Good hydration. Yes, yes, yes. keep hydrated, get schnockered. Yeah. Get schnockered. Oh my goodness, what a good time. Right, so I have a question. So I am a, I'm a personal trainer, and so yeah. I'm really into activity-based dates. Mm-hmm. So how do you feel about, like, it's a first date, and somebody's like, let's go on a hike, or let's go love it. Oh, God, no. Or, okay, well, Adrian's <laughs> opposed to this, clearly. But, so, do you think that that physical activity plays any role in forming a connection? Oh, that's a really good question. I think when people are doing an activity together, I think they have a shared experience that's unique. And I think it's really great um, to do first dates as something that is unique and stands out from, hey, let's just meet for drinks or, hey, let's just meet for dinner. So that means like your first date, this may be the person. 
that means your first date is actually something really unique and special. Like, oh, remember when we went for that hike? Remember when we played miniature golf that first time? Or remember when we went to the graffiti park and we graffitied that heart? Remember when we did that? Just something really unique instead of like, remember when we met at that dive bar for a beer? You know, like it can still be romantic, yeah. but you, you get to create your own love story. You get to create like how you want this story to unfold. You know, mm -hmm. we're powerful people. And if we have an intention to write our own love story, hey, have it start with the first date. Mm -hmm. I love that. Yeah. Writing our story. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, another thing I found. So, dopamine is another one of those pesky neurotransmitters that we, we do love. Mm -hmm. um, and dopamine is responsible not only for that sensation of pleasure, mm. but it's also responsible for our sensation of pain. So, talk to me about the line in a relationship where maybe we confuse pleasure and pain. Like, what does a healthy relationship look like if our brain uses the same neurotransmitter for both emotions? So can you help me to understand dopamine just a little bit more mm -hmm. before I answer that question? So, so like what's happening with dopamine? So in your nervous system, yeah. uh, moving between neurons to transmit a signal through your body okay. that creates an emotion essentially, um, dopamine is the little messenger signal okay. that is that is running between those neurons. So the more dopamine you have, it's actually been shown to promote um, feelings of relaxation, reinforcement. And if you're dopamine deficient, it can actually promote social anxiety. Yeah. Oh, so how do you get and, dopamine then? Um, uh, simple carbohydrates release it instantly. Really? Uh, so comfort foods. Comfort foods. So when somebody uh, is maybe overeating on simple carbohydrates or binge eating, like, oh, I just had a sleeve of Oreos. They get this surge of dopamine and you can numb out and dissociate from life. Uh -huh. um, and so it can kind of go either both ways. If we get too much, think of dope, like weed, yeah. as dopamine. And we'll get like, dude. Um, <laughs> Yeah, after a bowl of yummy garlic mashed potatoes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. either from love or that uh, garlic mashed potatoes and so it's uh, we get a huge release of simple carbohydrates so from a nutrition standpoint when we want like a steady base of dopamine we want to get that balance of complex carbohydrates so what what would you say are complex fiber so fiber. like yeah. veggies are um, fiber? not enough those would, won't last they're uh, they don't uh, provide a long so like beans whole grains um Oh, if fibrous veggies would be like a celery stick. Um. <laughs> but nobody's going to be on their date with a celery, celery stick. stick. So it's but they can do it as a daily practice to increase yeah, their dopamine. Totally. To incorporate those. Yes. Those so foods. whole grains, so big, uh, like seduction bread, oh, uh, like okay. really seedy, nutty, fibrous stuff. So is dopamine like a quick turnaround time or can you do things to increase it? and have a regular lifestyle where your dopamine's really high. Uh, so you want to have a good amount of complex carbohydrates throughout the day. Okay. So oh. I always want somebody when they're having a snack to have a protein and a carb. Oh. So I would say like peanut butter crackers. Um, okay. Or if you are going more of a fruit or vegetable, like eat a pear and some nuts so you get those together oh, okay yeah. this is helpful yeah. okay so dopamine now i'm now i'm getting the whole <laughs> dopamine thing. so let's can we go back to the question again yeah so question being if we have kind of this same reaction to pleasure and pain in our brains it's very easy to convince ourselves that we're in 
you know, a positive relationship when maybe we're just experiencing feelings that are coming from, you know, the same neuromodulator, but not the proper emotion that we should mm-hmm. be. A, a, a quote, a saying I always go back to is if it hurts, it isn't love. You know, so the whole point of being in the relationship is, from my perspective, to practice being a loving human being. And if something's happening in the relationship where you're feeling pain, it's there's something loving not going on there. So if you're dating and you're not, you're feeling pain, a lot of times what women do is, well, this is the, this is the thing that I see, is that they get so attached so quick to a person and they put all their eggs in this basket before the other person is really fully committed to them. And then they start down this path expecting that it's supposed to be a relationship and then it's not. And then that's when pain starts to show up. But a lot of times uh, people will ignore that pain instead of being in tune with it mm. and, and actually um, shifting that whatever they need to shift I don't know if what I'm saying yeah. is actually no, making, it makes sense what well, would that pain so when you say that pain shows up what does that sh- look like or showing up at <clears throat> I mean I'm sure you all have experienced it too you mm-hmm. know it's just that um feeling like something's off that yes. feeling like feeling hurt mm-hmm. feeling like oh like they didn't text me back in five days or oh they're just texting me at midnight to come over you know like just those things uh, that make you feel like wow I'm not important to this person Um. and a lot of people will put up with that kind of behavior but what I do is I actually teach women how to approach dating in a very high quality way to really honor themselves and I teach women how to develop their dating radar so you know like when you're on a ship and you're in a submarine Mm -hmm. and it's beep all these radar the radars going out to see like where the other ships are I actually teach women if a man is actually on her radar or not and is he moving closer or is he moving further away Mm. and to not hop off the submarine and paddle over to him (laughs) (laughs) to actually stay in your freaking submarine and and be great but see how he shows up because yeah. the people are only going to hire me if they actually want a serious, long-term, committed relationship. So it's like, you can date and you can get a boyfriend, but if you actually want someone that could be for the long term, you want to see how they're pursuing you. Mm-hmm. You don't want to waste your time on, like, just guys that are texting at midnight, yeah. you know? Like, it's just a waste of time. You just don't have time for that. And it's not safe to jump off of a submarine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, to your question in terms of pain I think there's a lot of like wisdom in feeling the pain because sometimes the pain could actually be not what that person's doing it could just be they haven't texted back in a few hours and you're so triggered because of your own stuff so you have to be able to be conscious enough to like be present to whatever pain is showing up and say is this me or is this something that's happening in the dynamic because dating is a process and it is a process of use of self-discovery mm-hmm. it is really a hero's journey to go on this journey of dating because it's you get all kinds of crazy monsters out there you get all kinds of crazy stuff and you have to be strong and really be in tune with yourself and what what are you feeling so a lot of times people do get triggered from their old past, you know, habits or their own past imprinting and that pain shows up. 
But the wise person will be like, oh, this is my stuff I need to deal with. And I'm not going to project it onto this person because they haven't texted me back in four hours. Like I'm not, and then and then ruin this potential relationship because I freak out on them because they haven't texted me back in four hours. I think that's a really I love how you're talking about this. It's pretty important parallel to the diet you know like you eat a certain way so that you're open to creating these sensations of love Mm -hmm. but at the same time you're also opening yourself up to create these sensations of pain with the same Mm -hmm. diet Mm -hmm. and in the same way like you walk into a relationship you're opening yourselves up to these amazing possibilities but in doing so you also have this you know potential for failure and pain Mm -hmm. so I that's yeah, I love that. Yeah, I mean, we have this whole expectation that love, being in love and being in relationship is just going to be this dreamy Disney thing. But in reality, being in relationship, you have to be willing to deal with the pain and be willing to go through it and be willing to deal like an adult with it. And that's why I think a lot of relationships fail, because people have this expectation that once, you know, shit What's the appropriate word I should use here? (laughs) Once shit starts to hit the fan and you're triggered, they're triggered, and it gets messy, people are like, I'm out. Mm -hmm. But really, it's like, hey, why don't we figure out what this is and move through it? But we're actually not um, trained in our society to be able to deal with moving through it. Can't walk through shit. No. (laughs) (laughs) And and I'm like, what's just mine? What's yours? And like, wipe it off. And if it works, it works. And keep on going. Um, But to, like, let's get to a wonderful wrap it up place of all this love and gooey, ooey loviness. So um, if there was somebody that was shifting that mindset and wanting to really start to attract that um, long-term loving relationship, what's some of the advice that you would want to give our listeners to begin that process and move towards love? Um, the number one, uh, two, top two things are get complete from your past relationships. Just really do the work. Um, that's one of the things I do as a dating coach, but definitely like people can do that on their own. Just do it. And number two is to get crystal clear on what you really at the core need and want in a partner and not those foo-foo like tall good looking handsome rich thing I mean everybody wants that right but really at the core like what do you really need for your life your future and the future you're building and who could really be in alignment with that Mm -hmm. and what kind of person does that person have to be and only date people in alignment with that that just made my heart so happy oh I just love this oh it's been so much fun hanging out with you today I love being with you ladies. I feel like we could just keep going on and on. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Do us a favor. Tell us where we can find you. Okay. You can find me at KristaBeck.com. And my name's spelled a little differently. It's C-R-I-S-T-A and then it's B-E-C-K. So KristaBeck.com. That's my website. You can find me on Facebook. I'm a big Facebook person. So Awesome. We'll put all those links in the show notes and any upcoming things that Krista has going on. We'll definitely have those linked in the show notes as well. Thank you so much, Krista. You're welcome. Thank you. you Lovely being with you, lovely ladies. Sassy, lovely, sexy ladies. Again, I'm Libby. And I'm Adrian. Stay happy, stay healthy.
Oh my gosh, I just love, love, love that show with Krista. My heart is so full of love after listening to her and everything she was talking about. Absolutely. I love Krista as well. She has such a fresh perspective on love and everything is so down to earth. So I'm very glad to have her perspective on this show. And just a little reminder, don't make assumptions. Go out there, have an open heart, order the steak dinner, enjoy life. And, you know, head back here for some more nutrition advice. (laughs) And I love how it just kind of boils down to trust your gut. All those yummy little butterflies we feel in our tummy. It could just be the amazing gut microbiome talking to the other person's gut microbiome. So, I mean, it's just all, it's the whole mind, body, and soul and heart. It was awesome. Absolutely. Way to bring it all together today. (laughs) Well, if you want to hear more about Krista or anything, make sure you head over and check out all of our links and our show notes. Also, we just wanted to give a big thank you to everyone involved in this show. Obviously, my co-host, Adrian, and myself, Libby. Also, our producer, Mariah Gossett, and our audio engineer, Jake Wallace. Thank you so much to everyone at Founding Media for your support in making this show possible. Again, you can find them on social media at Founding Media. And if you haven't already, what are you waiting for? Make sure you are subscribing wherever you get your podcast listening goodies, head over to iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and make sure you download and subscribe to us. Yes, we have some awesome episodes coming up. We're going to be talking about all sorts of things related to life and nutrition. So thanks for listening. I'm Libby Hill. And I'm Adrian Paxosa. Stay happy, stay healthy.